Wait, wait, wait. You've never seen Paid in Full. A low down dirty shame. Acrimony. It's yes. Christmas. No, I don't think I have. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? Where we watch all those black films you know and love. Oh, wait. Yeah, nobody talks about this movie. <laughs> At the end, I was like, hey, Joe. Um. <laughs> and we ask. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? So then guys, we have to ask now, does it hold up? Now, on to the show. Like it was so nice to have people over because I've been redecorating my apartment um, and I've been doing a lot of painting, um, which is really fun for me. I went to Home Depot um, and I've been having like I've been doing some upgrades to my my space to make it feel more homey because I finally decided, you know, since I I decided that I'm going to stay here, I'm going to extend my lease um, Mm -hmm. once it's up soon. um, I decided why not like make this space that I want to be. So that's yeah. what I've been up to. That's no, I honestly love I'm that. I have been doing the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have been doing the opposite. Um helping my family is moving out of my like childhood home. Oh wow. Um and so I'm What's helping like? them with that. Yeah. And it is it is um very stressful. And yeah, of course. I don't know, my parents are acting like they don't want all that my stuff which like I get yeah (laughs) but I'm like I don't know what to do like I'm like I don't have any space for it here right Um, but it's like amazing the things that I as a kid I just saved everything so like I have like notes that I would pass back and forth in middle school I have like wow that's so cute I know but it's, it's been a lot of fun and lots of like cute old pictures and yeah it's been a lot it's been a lot but I was a very cute baby I'm having a lot of fun looking at that. That's nice. Yes. OMG. You're so cute. You're so adorable. My heart. I love it. So like we do every week, uh, are you guys watching anything fun? Are you listening to any fun podcast or music or anything that you want to talk about before we jump into our topic for today and our theme for the month? anybody i know i'm back into fan fiction i'm i've slid right back into the rabbit hole absolutely okay. absolutely did <laughs> i read sixty thousand words this morning absolutely absolutely i did <laughs> i did <laughs> i love that i love nice. that you want to know what um, random okay go ahead no oh, no okay. good um no i was gonna say i watched it's a sin um on hbo <gasps> is Max. it good it is really, it's actually really good. I and did not know that? what to expect. So it's a sin. It's a like mini series. It's only what five, I think it's like five episodes only. Yeah. It Apparently really, it was really, really it was a struggle to get them to make it. Um, and it takes place in the UK in the eighties, takes place in London in the eighties. Um, and it's a group of like queer friends, kind of like a chosen family situation and they all live together. Um, and it's right as it's like the late seventies, early eighties. And it shows kind of the effects that the AIDS epidemic has on this group of uh, queer people. And it's really well done. And I, what I love about it, it, it seems like there's a strong emphasis on trying to like remind people that before, you know, the AIDS crisis, there was really a time of queer people like celebrating and feeling free, like they could be out and having fun. 
And um, it's really, it's really great. It's nice. It's a, it's a queer story that is not, yes, tragic things happen, but they really try to emphasize the fact that it was fun, that there okay. was fun to be had and queer joy to be had. I love that because that I know. So yeah, it was great. The, the performances in it. in it are all so good. Highly yeah, because there's one guy in it, Ali Alexander, that's in this band called Years and Years that I love. I love Years and Years. Was he good? Cynthia, he is amazing. Like, oh, wow. I was shocked that, like, acting is not their first thing that they do. Yeah. Because so, 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 so good. I, everyone, like, the performances really do jump off the screen, I will say. Wow. Um, and I think, Mariah, you'll really like it because I know you were talking about how with I May Destroy, you liked seeing a depiction of, like, Black London life, Black UK yeah. life. And it's really that. It's like, there's brown people, there's queer people, and Damn, it, it's really cool. so cool. Okay, that's really going well on the list. And only five episodes? It? Like, who's the creator? I'm looking, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I've just looked it up right now. On, I'm not on sure it. who the creator is. Yeah. I but I know that it apparently, t- they've been trying to get it made for a long time. Oh, wow. I'm definitely And that's why it only up. is the five episodes. But they did a lot Damn. in those five episodes. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That sounds so fun. Um, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm definitely, gonna, I mean, obviously not the whole, you know, dying of AIDS uh, thing. That yeah. doesn't sound. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. It is cool though because I had no idea. Like it was kind of a different conversation happening overseas about it. Like and it's crazy. Because you, be- you never know yeah. what the conversation is. Right. Like. In the beginning, all the guys in it are like, you know, I mean, we'll all be fine. Like, just don't the whole rhetoric is like, just don't sleep with those boys in New York. Like, don't sleep with those boys in America. <gasps> really? It was like that because it took a minute for it to like get over here. And when wow. it did yeah, it's interesting to watch during COVID because it's a lot of the same kind of rhetoric same of thing. like, what, yeah. this isn't real, they're making this up. And, you know, you're talking about a group of people who's been socially persecuted for so long. They're like, they're just making up another thing to say we're going to die. Like, it, it's very interesting because I feel like I, you never really see that, like, part of it. So, I like Yeah, because when you, like, when everybody talks about, like, the AIDS epidemic and the crisis, like, New York is really the center of mm-hmm. all of those conversations. New York and, like, San Francisco. But right. you never really hear about what it was like, you know, abroad or even in the Midwest or in the South or anything like that. So it's so interesting that it's from that perspective. So I'm I'm excited. I'm going to watch yeah, this. Yeah, enjoy. What have you been watching? Um, recently, I have been watching, uh, I started Snowfall over again um, because there's a new season happening now. And again, Lyndon, I just have to say, I know you're not into all of that. It's like the violence, but I cannot recommend this show. Yeah, I've enough. seen the commercials. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's one of those shows where I've had, I have to watch it probably like on a Saturday during the day and then like immediately listen to like bubblegum pop after. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's that bad, but, but I guess like it's just to each, to each zone, you know? Um, so I've been watching a lot of that. I'm also like still watching like, um, Sex in the City, you know, cause it's my feel good go-to show. So I'm, I've been watching a lot of Sex in the City, um, you know, listening to all my regular pods, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. my favorite murder, um, a lot of like uh, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Serial Killers. 
haha, yes, I know how it sounds. Um, but they just came out with a new miniseries called Killer Couples, um, uh, about just couples who kill, which is quite interesting. And I've actually, and this is so random because I usually like never, ever, 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 ever do this because I hate the sound of my own voice. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the only time I ever listen to our podcast is when I'm editing it. But I recently have gone back and like, I've been listening to um, my other podcast, The Blacklist. Yes, because I'm I'm prepping for a new season of The Blacklist. So I wanted to go back and just like revisit some of, yeah. (laughs) Um, So I- As The Blacklist's biggest fan, I I did not know (laughs) that we were getting another season. Yeah, I've been, I wanted to go back and just listen to- for like research purposes um just looking back at what i already did for the new season that i'm planning which is going to be really fun i'm not going to say it on the podcast but i will tell you guys in, in the group chat like what it's about um but it is i do have to wrap up like two more episodes from the the last season that i didn't record but so that's what i'm doing now so i've been kind of like working uh really heavily on that and some other fun textured air related things um but yeah so for everybody who listens to the podcast like there's some fun things coming um have you guys watched judas and the black messiah we've not talked about it yes oh, I, so have watched I did it. watch it i did watch it i did I watch, watch it, it yeah and mm-hmm. i really okay so here's what i'll say about it I because 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 i want to be that's all speaker piece yeah yeah i want to be a friend and say that i really liked it I was really into it, although I think it's very, very obvious, like the glaring issues that are that are that it like has about, you know, you know, this being from the point of an informant, you know, this informant not really Mm -hmm. we're not really ever introduced to what you know, his politics are or what he stands for or why he did this. I really as a person from Chicago you know, and like Chairman Fred's politics were just so steeped in Chicago. It didn't feel like Chicago that I was watching besides the Chicago police, you know, because that's how they are. Um, But I think those are my my biggest issues with it. But I think I thought the script was like beautiful. I really think like it was, I think like Daniel Kalu is going to get the Oscar this year. I'm just saying, I think he got that one sewn up. and honestly, he should. Yeah. I think he gave a. It helps really that he's. I mean, he deserves, but it helps that he's in that category. Yeah, because if he was up against Chadwick, he wouldn't win. Because Chadwick's definitely going to win it this year. Um, but he won the Golden Globe last night. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya did, um, yeah. which is really exciting. Um, and I think I just I love the women in it so 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 much. I think they added such a needed layer to the story and to you know talking about like politics in Chicago especially you know because women are so so steeped in that so I really I really really like Judas and the Black Messiah I know people had like lots of mixed feelings about it I don't give a fuck about that personally I have my own opinions um but yeah I was a fan yeah what did you think Lyndon yeah I really really liked it as a story I thought the shots was great I thought the direction was great I thought the acting was absolutely incredible throughout the entire film the only qualm I had with it was the fact that Fred was only 21 and apparently O'Neill was 17 when he was first recruited by the FBI 
but they were both played by 30-year-old men who look like 30-year-old men. So I feel like that took away from the story the aspect of how young yeah of how young they were when all of this happened. Like they were children that were forced to grow up so fast because of the police brutality and the redlining and the poverty that was running rampant in their immediate society. So I feel like because of that, it kind of I don't know, it took an element of just how severe the situation was, if that makes sense, because they had older actors playing these children and like we like i didn't realize that daniel kalu person was 21 until it said it at the end of the film so Mm -hmm. like i that that's my biggest qualm with it but other than that i thought it was absolutely amazing yeah yeah i mean i feel the same uh kind of way that you guys like all the things you guys brought up is really the things that i felt weird about too like i really i kind of like we have that one scene in the beginning where you kind of see a little bit of um like informants life beforehand but i that could have been because it's called judas and the black messiah i would have been fine with like 45 minutes of that kind of exposition of like who is this person how did they get here right just like you were saying i don't know anything about their motivations how they felt about this and even the clips that they chose to show from that like pbs interview fiasco because a man is dead now, so it is a fiasco. They oh. said, and they didn't. They say alleged that it, like it was suicide, right? That he right. That's that he what had they tried to kill himself earlier that day, right? And so, uh, I Ugh, mean, just but a I, mess. I, I, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's all, and just it's some a scenes mess. in it were like unnecessary. Like I, I think the movie, the story, they told the story well-ish. Um, like you said, the Dominique Fishback was just mesmerizing on stage. Absolutely, um, she did her thing. Uh, not she stage on screen. I could have watched her all day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they did a fine job with the movie. I I was I went into it wanting to just see what the movie itself was like, and not thinking too much about like, you know, all the fucked upness wrapped yeah, in it. No, but absolutely. <laughs> I wanted to see that. I wanted to see the movie. Yeah. 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 I think I think we're kind of like triggered and scarred because a lot of the releases lately that we've been getting have been, you know, hyped up and hyped up and hyped up and don't live up to the hype that we're right. I kind of I kind of went into it like, oh my God, I swear to God, if I hate this, I'm gonna be so mad. Cause I love Daniel yeah. Kalua and I think he's so talented and I really want to see so much from him. So I'm very excited that he has he had a vehicle like this. And I'm also very excited to see like what he does next because he's, you know, not yeah. showing any signs of slowing down right now, nor should he. No. Um so I was I, super into that. I find him to be such a fascinating individual on his own that I can't wait to see like I hope he gets to a point where he can like start making the content for himself. Because yeah, I'm, I'm very I would love to, to see, see what, what that, that content like. is. And free him from the scripts of Lena Waithe no. and, and others. <laughs> Not that she's bad, but just, no, you know. No, 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 I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. You know, here's my whole issue with Lena Waithe um, and Queen and Slim in general. Um, because, you know, the Golden Globes were yesterday. And they had this whole campaign of Time's Up Golden Globes. Because very famously this year we discovered that um, the Golden Globes has no black, the, or the Hollywood Foreign Press Association has no black members who are voting for the- I'm sorry? The, uh, no, not a single uh, out of the 87 voting members are black, not one. So they, so I, and I follow Melina Matsukis on Instagram because she's just fabulous. Um, and she was posting yeah. 
something she had said um, in an interview about how she invited so many members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association to screeners for Queen and Slim and none of them showed up. Now, here's my thing. Her sentiment is not wrong. Her sentiment is not wrong when she's saying how they are racist and they are discriminating. But for that film, I get it. Because I wouldn't have shown up. The thing about it is, though, because did you hear about like that same article? Did you hear about the? I had to say it. The set visit. Did you hear about like? Did you hear about like the? Right, that's my thing. It's like fine, Mm -hmm. I get it. If you're not going to show up, but let's not act like you know Emily in Paris is good. Yeah, you're in Paris on the set visit. On the set visit, staying in like a five star hotel that the that the um crew put them up in, and how right. is Emily in Paris getting renewed? There's nothing. I watched Emily in Paris in the background. I have to say, it's what they're okay, calling so now did I. ambient so did I. TV. They're they're calling it ambient TV. Mm. Why would you want your television shows what to is be compared that? to something that's gonna put somebody asleep? That's gonna put somebody asleep. It's because that's that exactly what it did to me. I had a great night's rest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, ex- as did I. They're calling it ambient TV. Um, so in the in ultimately, I do agree. Like obviously, with everything Melina was saying, you know about how you know it's not fair the way they treat black artists. I just don't think Queen and Slim is the hill you want to die on to defend that sentiment because objectively, was say, yeah. it was not a good movie. <laughs> I'm so sorry, it just wasn't. Um, but yeah, so that's that on that. And, um, we really hope they get their shit together because there's no reason that Emily and Paris should be getting nominations and Michaela Cole walks away with nothing. Um, but NT way. So everybody listening, we're finally like, we're fucking like 20 minutes in and I'm finally going to tell you guys. So our theme for March, because it is it is March, so it is International Women's History Month, finally. Um, so what we're going to do uh, this month is celebrate Black women all across the world. You know, we're just going to step out of uh, Black History Month, where we were celebrating Black women, and step right into Women's History Month and continue to celebrate Black women. But this time, we decided that we were going to take it global. So this month, we're going to be talking about, you know, albums and movies for the first time together on the pod. We're going to split it up Um, and uh, that are from artists who are not U.S. based uh, or about stories that are not U.S. based or about foreign stories and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we decided that we would start with uh Miss Sade um who is obviously a very very well known singer but here's the thing I did not know that Sade was British when I was a child um because in her music I never got that vibe that Sade I found was out today who was I gonna found tell out us? today just <laughs> now as you were talking <laughs> yes Sade is British uh, Lyndon and everybody listening she is so um as I usual so today we're discussing Sade's um Sade's debut album Diamond Life um and as usual before we jump in and just do a track by track like discussion I am just gonna read what I got from Wikipedia so Helen Fola Sade Adu um known professionally as Sade Adu 
or simply Sade, is an English singer, songwriter, and actress, and is the leader of her band, uh, which is named Sade. She is credited as one of the most successful British female artists in history. She is often recognized as an influence on contemporary music. So she was born in Nigeria, but brought up in Essex. Um, and she, um, you know, decided to start a band in the early eighties after, you know, becoming a performer. So she signed with Epic in 1983. And then in 1984, she released, um, her debut album, Diamond Life, which became one of the best selling albums of that era and the best selling debut album by a British female vocalist to date. That includes Adele. Um, <laughs> Shade. Yes. So the New Yorker describes Shade's voice as a grainy contralto. You know, those people who are like Adele, who sound like Adele. Um, full of air that betrays a slight ache, but no agony and values even imperfect dignity over a show of pain. And they say she has, quote, a deeply English quality that makes categorizing the artist's voice difficult. So Diamond Life, as of 1997, has sold over 10 million copies worldwide, becoming one of the top-selling debut records of that era and becoming the best-selling debut album by a British vocalist for 24 years. Of course, that changed when Adele came. Um, and in 2020, really? Rolling Stone... Yes, yes. Um, in 2020, Rolling Stone ranked the album as number 200 on its list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. And, um, the song and uh, songs from the album and the song Smooth Operator, one of the singles, uh, peaked at number five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and on the U.S. Billboard Hot Black Singles chart, as well as peaking at number one on the U.S. Billboard Adult Contemporary chart. So, needless to say, Miss Sade is very, very, you know, successful, very legendary, um, you know, and very deeply ingrained in culture, um, in Black culture especially. Um, but one thing you did not know, uh, she is British. <laughs> so here we are. So before we jump into the album, guys, uh, I just want to know... Um, what are your like thoughts on Sade, like as an artist? Like, was she want someone you've listened to a lot as a kid, or like, what was your experience listening to Sade? So I've always, uh, when it came to Sade, like from what I had heard growing up, it was very much like beautiful gowns to me. Like I was like, she's very beautiful. Ah, great gowns, beautiful gowns, <laughs> beautiful gowns. I said I'm not really, I'm not really seeking, you know. I've seen her face on a t-shirt. I'm not really seeking out the music. Smooth Operator doesn't do the thing that it, it, it doesn't do the thing for me. But listen, That's I mean. So interesting you, to say. But now that I listen to this album, yeah. I just feel like the wrong songs were taking off. Because some of them I'm like, okay, I can get into this. Um, oh, but yeah, I, okay. I, I don't know why. Like, I was always kind of an old, old soul as a child. But something about Shadi's music always made me feel like that's adult music. And I don't want it. Like, not in a good way. I feel like, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like listening to, no, but for real though. Because I feel like when I'm listening to it now, it feels like the very definition of adult contemporary. You know? Yes. It almost has like a, like, this is me definitely when I'm younger. I have a much more of an appreciate 
appreciation for it now. But as a young person, I said, it kind of reminded me of like elevator music or like music. Like it just had this quality about right. it that was, like that was so like schmoozy, schmaltzy that I, yeah. it wasn't connecting. I wasn't connecting with it. But she's the vibey girl of her time. She, oh, she absolutely is. She yeah. really these is. These girls the, out here are her sons. I mean, truly, truly, these girls, especially the British ones, honey. Because when I was listening to this, I said, Miss Ella May stole her whole gig. <laughs> Doing that spoken word. I was stole like, wait a minute. Stole her whole gig, honey. Whole gig. Stole- <laughs> and I like that thing that you just read, too, about it. them saying that she's so British. Because she sounds like a lot of just, like, Something about British contemporary music, it's not that different from American contemporary music, but there is, like, it has that kind of quality to it that's weird. Like, for example, Stevie Wonder's, like, two number ones there are Ebony and Ivory and I Just Called to Say I Love You. Like, they have that, like... Really? Something. Yeah, it's not... It's, like, I don't know, like, a cheese factor almost, but not in a bad way. Okay, I totally Um, get that. But yeah, she's these. Some of these girls out here are definitely her sons. I have definitely. much more of an appreciation for her as an adult. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Lyndon? I ain't never listened to her before. I've seen clips of her performing and thought, "Wow," you know. <laughs> but I've never listened to her. I was never exposed to her literally until just now. And I I can't relate to listening to her as a kid. I feel like as a kid, I would have been like, that's grown people music as well. But as I was listening to it today, maybe I was also stressed. Maybe it might be the depressive episode that I'm leaving at the moment. But I was like, no, she gets it. She gets it. I understand. I'm I'm on this train. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that Shade is helping you out of your depressive episode. (laughs) She's just such a vibe. It's just Um, such a vibe. Like yeah like i'm I, like i'm imagining no i, I totally know exactly to this album what you mean Lyndon. while like smoking a blunt outside yeah. in the nice summer breeze you know like that would be <laughs> ideal yeah that's what it's made for I that's literally it. what it's made for for me you know yeah. like um my grandma and i've said this before like my grandma um is super super into jazz so whenever we were like in the car with her she would always play jazz and the music had no words so we would always be like grandma like can we listen to like hip hop and she would always say no we not we're not listening to that but one of the few like artists that she did a like allow us to listen to um that the music that had er words in her car um was Sade so I listened to a lot of Sade growing up so I I very much associate her with like adult type jazz music because that's what my grandma listened to and so I would always hear Sade like at either like a barbecue or like a family gathering kind of because it's giving that vibe like it's a vibe you know she just she's just a vibe yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about how the adults in your life felt about Sade. Yeah. So my adults yeah. in mine had strong feelings. <laughs> really? Okay. We have some my stands. mom is just like, no, it's the opposite. My mom's really not a fan. Oh, wow. Um, and was, as usual, very vocal about it. She was like, she has nothing for me. I was just talking to her on the phone before this. I said, I listened to Sade for the thing, and I never really found her to be like my, my gig. And my mom was like, oh, she's boring to me. She was like, I just, she, she just stands. What did she say? She was, she just stands there and sings or she sits there and sings. It's just, I wouldn't, she was, I wouldn't spend my money on a ticket. 
<laughs> yeah, I do wonder what she's like in concert. What is that yeah. experience like? Because I'm going to say this. And it sounds like a vibe. Come for me, I know it. Uh-oh. The girls Uh-oh. will come for me, I know it. But um, the vocals are, 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 are giving me... It's um, an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. I thought her voice was beautiful. See, we all have different opinions. Yeah. She reminds me of Baby Rose, who I also don't acquire that taste as well. I don't know who Baby Rose is. She reminds me of like, I don't know who that is either. But she reminds me. She Her music's been an insecure, like featured insecure. She's a very, very distinctive sounding voice mm. that some people just love up in arms about and it kind of has a shade effect for me where i'm like eh, i don't like it for everything mm. okay. okay okay all right so let's jump on in and discuss the first track probably if i'm if you and, and correct me if i'm wrong camille but this is probably the most famous shade song like yeah. I, I think in existence and that is smooth operator that is what I like, think of when I think of Shadow. When I think sure. of Shadow, I think of Smooth Operator or like No Ordinary Love, but that's on a, yeah. a later album. Love is stronger but, than Pride, maybe. Love, yeah, maybe. But, but as far as as far as Shade, Smooth Operator is probably the song that we associate with her. You know what else too? The sweetest taboo. Yeah, you're right. That's you're right. probably you're the right, other you're one right, I right. Think of. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um here's my thought on smooth operator when i was a kid i heard this i heard this song so often at barbecues in the car on the radio Uh, when we're listening to adult contemporary sade's like playing i never heard the british accent until today but when I listen to the music today, I can hear it so clearly. And I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Like, her voice is so relaxing. I have a to me. theory. Okay. Yeah. I think we didn't hear it as young people because her voice itself, her singing voice is so interesting. I just, she just gives off the, I thought she was just, had some type of like affect to her voice. Because she just yeah. was that type of lady. <laughs> Yeah, she is. Like, she as is a kid, I'm like, oh, Sade's kind of like a fancy, like, yeah. lady. She talks right. a certain way. I thought way. she was high, like, yeah. a lot. But I realized that's just what her face looks like. She's not on drugs. Um, So I do apologize, Sade, for thinking you were high all of the time. Um, But I have to say, her voice was very relaxing to me. You know, I do love the bridge for Smooth Operator. Like, that, I think what works so well for me is, like, the instruments. Like, the band really, like, goes the fuck off on her shit. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Listening to this, it reminds you that this is not a one-person operation. This is a band. Like, and not just, like, the group of musicians that we hired to come in for the recording session. This is a a band that plays together often and, like, knows each other and has, like, a great chemistry. They sound so tight and so good every time. Yeah, I really, I really did love that. What did you think of Smooth Operator, Lyndon? Was this your first time ever hearing it? Um, it was my first time ever hearing it. And immediately I was like, hold on, turn it up, <laughs> turn it you said, run I... that shit back run that the fuck back <laughs> I run that shit back turbo literally <laughs> i absolutely 
loved it. I have a list of about like four or five songs off of this album that because I was kind of listening to it like while doing other things and you know like holding a baby and stuff and there are a couple songs where I literally was like, no, I need it's to jot this down that for kind later. Of vibe. Was the baby into it? <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, yeah, was the baby chilling? Absolutely. He was chilling. He was vibing. Oh, see? He was having a great time. See? Shade out there soothing the babies. <laughs> Shade is out there soothing the babies. No, I, I love Smooth Operator. Granted, for most of these songs, I, I didn't listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. so I can't judge the lyrics of any of these songs. However, the vibe for Smooth Operator and like just the beats and the, the tempo focus. and the way that the, the song, focus. yeah, oh, absolutely not. And I can appreciate an artist where like yeah. the lyrics aren't the main focus; That's it's good. the overall environment that the song creates. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the next song, "Your Love Is King." Okay, Camille, do you have strong feelings about this? Now, Miss Sade did a little something with this one. I was excited. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, this is like, first of all, I just, it's like hot. I My favorite thing in it's the world is just like an innuendo of every, I mean, I guess that's what innuendo, innuendo is, but like just simple words strung together in the context of a song to like maybe mean something sexual. Like it happens in pop music a lot where you just say like, anything oh, just say any fucking thing, yeah anything i always think of like moves like jagger and how it's just like such a sexual song but none of the uh things yeah. mean anything it's like nothing no because you tell you're drunk and I'll, i'm like okay i don't know what that means um yeah. but i just i it was such a vibe i really really enjoyed it i didn't like this song okay i <laughs> like, i forgot I, about this one i couldn't I yeah i, I know i just realized that we weren't like. playing them hmm. I. I I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, I didn't like her voice on this. I, I felt like she was kind of competing with the band on this. And then I, another note that I took was like, I do not like the lyrics for this song, but maybe the lyrics aren't, you know, meant to make any kind of sense. And maybe that's the thing. That's maybe it. Okay. What about, and you said, Linda, you just forgot about it. (laughs) You said you just forgot about it, Linda. (laughs) But that's the thing. It kind of it was a vibe in and of itself. So I don't know. But this one didn't grab my attention like some of the other ones. But I mean, I didn't, there's not a single song on this album that I hated. There was not one. But this just wasn't one that jumped out. If that makes sense. Okay. I feel like this was mine. I feel like I very much disliked this song. Like <laughs> I don't know why. I had such a I had such a um, you know <laughs> negative reaction to it. It wasn't. I wasn't vibing with this shit. Uh, um but on to the next song and that is your love oh wait no 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 i'm sorry hang on to your love. hang on to your love look at me i'm not even uh, you know doing well so here's my thought <laughs> Three songs in, am sitting here and wondering how she had such a big crossover into the U.S., like in, in out of like just British culture into U.S. culture, because I don't, I don't think she's that great of a singer. Based on these three songs, I don't, it's, I'm not enjoying her voice. Yeah, but I mean... And, 
1984 though now. So like, that's not, I think we're past having to be like a really great singer. Madonna's huge and she's not giving us anything in terms of a vocal and like, true. yeah, but I I see. I think like, she's very stunning. And I feel like the song definitely gives me like cookout summer vibes. Oh God. I can't wait till I can go to a fucking cookout again, guys. What so wait okay I have a question just like a non sequitur or I'm sorry just like an aside like what what was like what is like the cookout playlist that you guys are like vibing to when you're when you're when you're with peeps oh it's Afrobeat are you kidding me yeah. oh yeah I ma- I imagine you and your people vibing to some burner boy you know <laughs> getting down to it. <laughs> Some whiz kids, you and your people. (laughs) I still have to come over, Lyndon, so your family can make, you know, uh, Kenyan dishes for me. I want some food, some foo foo, and some 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 of that shit. We don't have foo foo over here. That's that's West Africa, so that's a that's a different culture. So uh, we're gonna get some ugali. You can get that. Look at me being racist. Look at me being racist. I don't even know what the fuck. Yeah, it's a whole continent, Mariah. I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're on the other side. I so. for like my cookout cookout music. I you know I love to take it back. I love I love a square biz. I love a, yes. a you know, let's get Shaka Khan. Like I I love being in that something about like that seventies kind of space. I mean I felt very differently about hang on to your love than you did. So okay, wait, this I would hear your thoughts. You I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, yeah. this is like I mean this is my shit. Like that is my sweet spot of music and the way I like things to sound. Like it reminded me a lot of like Jesse Ware, who also is British and I'm sure very probably extremely influenced by Shade. It sounds totally like a song she would make. My I don't is talking about Jesse Ware. Like, he's like, you need to get into it. And I've never heard a Jesse Ware song. You're going to need to. Yeah. Okay. She, <laughs> okay. It's so, so good. And, like, I'm at, it's very Sade if Sade could sing her fucking ass off. It's very that. Ah, yeah. Okay. That little white woman be, be getting it done. She's a okay. Tina Marie vibe. Um, but, Marie. yeah, I loved it. It's the it's my favorite kind of long song. If the song's gonna be long, I want it to be like ridiculous and change a million times, a la Rocket by Beyonce. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened on yeah. the song. Yeah, exactly anything, anything from like um, Justin Redacted. He's good at making a good long song that does a lot of things. Um, Not Redacted. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, like I either want that or I want something that's going to be like hypnotic and entrancing that kind of plays on like a loop. And this was one of those like long disco era songs. I mean, if if someone's got it, I will take it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to turn down anything. Yeah, I really liked it. What about you, Lyndon? What did you? What were you? What did you think about "Hang On to Your Love"? It was another one where it was playing, and it kind of caught my attention, and I was like. And I was like, mm, I bet he did write it down for the top three. But again, I don't really remember this one as much as I think I actually only wrote down three ones. Actually, I'm going to add a fourth one. I didn't pay attention to this one nearly as much as I did to like the next one, which is Frankie's first affair. You left a trail of 
about it. Tell me your thoughts about Frankie's first affair. Frankie! Frankie needs to get it together, first of all. But her vocals in this one, and just, I don't know, the way that the song was built, I just kept, like, turning back to my phone and being like, wow. <laughs> like, this is a song. <laughs> I did love her voice on this song. I did love her so, voice on this song. Wow. I did not feel that way. Oh my God, we have you, such different opinions. This has never do, happened. I know. <laughs> do you know Guys, when you were when you were when you were reading the like Wikipedia facts in the beginning, and it said it from that reviewer that like her voice, they were complimenting. They said it in a good way about the like lack of agony in her voice. I wanted some agony here. I literally in my notes I said, imagine Amy Winehouse singing oh. this song. M-G. Yeah. Can you I just, imagine? Right. I just, what did I say? I said it sounds like a bad PSA about infidelity that's trying extra hard to be like, not your mom's PSA. It was so not it for me. Okay. Um. Wow. Wow. I can't believe we have such differing opinions yeah. about, about all of this music. It's so crazy. I did like her voice on Frankie's First Affair. I think that the band, I, I can tell there's such a big part of like the creation of all of the music because they always get these really big, beautiful, grand solos in each song. So I think that's the way you really learn that this is like really a, a group. Like Sade is not just this this beautiful, gorgeous, like front woman, but also the people behind the scenes and on stage, you know, playing all these amazing instruments. And so I really did like that about this song. I think the band is getting a great showcase. So on to when am I going to make a living? question i ask myself every day <laughs> yeah said, it got too real she said i'm sick and tired real. she said i'm sick and tired of scratching yeah. and i said yes mama <laughs> me too <laughs> me too sis i'm sick of it she said hungry hungry okay no i this was i thought this was just beautiful like imagine you are this is how I can tell I love a song like I immediately am like imagine that I'm like a 20 something year old woman in 1984 and I'm trying to get my shit together this would have me on some scissor baby you would have me falling this is exactly what I it was great when I, this absolutely, is exactly absolutely. this is our this is like the 80s version of like 20 something like yes not a, I, not a phone in my mm -hmm. name oh god absolutely. bless god bless him god bless him. <laughs> <laughs> oh god start praying these 20 somethings don't kill me Shade mm -hmm. <laughs> spoke yeah. to spoke truth to power mm -hmm. honey yeah she and apparently did. like she was living that life she was like squatting in a flat with her like God very damn. sexy lover who made art and just like trying to do she the seems thing too beautiful to be squatting in some like just anywhere i know it's definitely giving like i'm 
I'm doing it for fun, but <laughs> oh, she's like, oh, I'm just gonna be, you know, because she went to Saint Central Saint Martin's. I'm so fucking. Yeah, she went to Central Saint Martin's, like the same place that Alexander McQueen and like Stella McCartney and all those people went to school. So sis, I don't know if you're struggling as much as you saying you're struggling, but I mean, if that's your truth, you live it, okay? I can't. I wasn't there. Because it sure I is mine. I, okay. <laughs> Don't sure don't even get me started on that shit. Um, <laughs> but I have to say, I really think the band is like the shining star on this song. And I I'm I'm really digging the band only because I have such an affinity for jazz from my childhood and for like, you know, really big band type music and things like that. Um, so I'm actually really uh I really did like this song. This was one of my top songs from the album, I have to say. So yeah. moving on to the giving Solange. Song. It's very much giving Solange. Um, so moving on to the next song, Cherry Pie. I met you, boy. You were as sweet as cherry pie. But smiling, I you were as wild as Friday night. You know what I realized, Miss Shade? She loves a really mm-hmm. simple, she likes a really simple, repetitive chorus. And I think it works really well for her. Which I don't hate. Yeah. Yes, I don't hate it works it. very I like well. It. Okay, so, I love this song. I said okay, it. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, this is where I said, like, this is the kind of song that reminds you that this is a whole band. Like, this, these are, like, what a beautiful showcase, like, for the musicians in this band. But, like, why, like, why are these not the songs that people talk about? Like exactly. to me, this song That's could stand up with some of the best disco records out there. Like I'm like, I would much rather be hearing this all the time than fucking Smooth Operator. This was I, literally, ooh, literally. Yeah, I was in my bag. I have to say, this is my favorite from this album. Yeah, Cherry Pie is my favorite from this album. What about you, Lyndon? What did you think of Cherry Pie? I it was one of those that I enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it in the moment, but it wasn't like a standout one to me. You know, but I enjoyed okay. it. You know, no, I like I totally the beat. I really I enjoyed have, the beat. I I like the beat. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was cute. It was fun. I I like the beat. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so on to the next song, then Sally. is going through it y'all um i don't know who this nothing ass nigga is well girl let me tell you i looked it up because i said what is going on here yeah there's a lot sally is a nickname sally is a nickname for the salvation army this is a song about the salvation army like taking care of people yeah that's like a it's apparently what they like call it sometimes in london they like refer to it as sally at the time and this is her like homage to the salvation army Oh I don't God. like that because this is one of my favorite songs homeless? on the album. I don't even know if she was homeless. I think that she was just saying, I like what they're doing. Oh, I don't like that because I don't like the Salvation Army. I thought it was about a nothing-ass nigga who needed to either go to jail. That's right. I was, that's okay. why I was trying to say, yeah. like, who is this woman? Sally, they've been putting her through it. Like, I looked it up, and it's just the Salvation Army. Okay. Well, that's disappointing I to like me. the beat. I <laughs> man involved. I will say... <laughs> 
I will say this was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs on the album, specifically for her voice yet again. Her voice sounded incredible. And I also, like I said, I love a sexy jazz, jazzy like instrumental. Yeah, no, I was feeling it. And this definitely gives you. (laughs) It was real vibey. I I totally, totally, totally get what you mean when you say that. Like it's definitely a vibe. Okay, so then we're down to our last two songs. Wow, we're just running through these guys. Um, so this song, I will be. It's not a long album. It really isn't. It's only like forty something minutes, which is fine because I think yeah. she got. Yeah. I think she got her point across, and then she got her point across. You know, in exactly. that amount of time. So I will be your friend. make that much of an impact on me like i was like eh, okay like yeah yeah cute. me either i like the beat like, uh, who cares <laughs> uh, again like know. in the if i'm listening <laughs> to the album as a whole i don't hate it but it's not like yeah it's not like my favorite one okay since we had no thoughts on that um on to, <laughs> <laughs> on to the last <laughs> the last song which is um why can't we live together She didn't start thinking until halfway through. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big like. I don't care. I'm never. I've never been a. Why can't we all just get along, person? I can name it. I can think of a million reasons why we cannot. So I I don't care. Frankly, and chiefly because I don't like you. But uh, more than that, I just like I. I just was like, I can't, I can't get behind this. Um, I am not right. about unity and all that shit. Okay. Yeah. Shadi said, "All lives matter." This. No, they don't. <laughs> no, Shadi said don't. it, not me. Um, yeah. And she yeah. said, "No more war." Sure, sure. I I agree. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what we're gonna do about that, Shadi. I can't. I can't go stop them niggas. Like, so thank you, but <laughs> I don't know who this is toward. Right. Um, right. Like, are we supposed to all play the song at the same time and see and, what happens? I just don't. Like, yeah. I just never get when people are like, no. No more. more. In their songs, I like, don't care. It's like, babe, I if I had if I could stop it, I would. But they have guns. That's yeah. the point. Also, you know, maybe this is maybe I'm stupid, but we're in 1984. War. I just don't know what, what what's happening. Like I don't know what war is. There a war? Was the were the British in a war? Would Ooh. we have known about it if the British were in a war? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. What's even going Vietnam. on over there? I'm sitting here thinking about American politics. I don't know what's going on over there. Was that was yeah. that um is is Winston Churchill still alive in 1984? Probably. Not, I cannot right? stand you. 
I cannot stay Maggie the Thatcher is here. Well, they're dealing oh, with Margaret Thatcher, Maggie. so oh, they have, they've they got Lady is. Trump, so that sucks. Yeah, that's probably oh, what it was. you know what? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's definitely mm-hmm. what it was. It, you might have that right. Maybe this was like a fuck Margaret Thatcher, stop colonizing, you know, other, you know, smaller um, islands uh, of people. I mean, maybe, but that's not what she said. She said, no, why can't we all? she said, why can't we all? You're yeah. right, you're right, you're right. We, can't, we shouldn't put words into her mouth. Because she said what she said. Um, so that is <laughs> Diamond Life, everybody. Yeah. Did you guys have a favorite from the yeah. album? I don't know if we said it. Um, what was your favorite, Lyndon, from the album? I think it's Smooth Operator. I think that's my favorite. I know, Camille, you're going to be mad at me, but I think that's the oh. one I'm going to have to go mad i just have heard it a million times i think if i had just yeah, heard smooth operator for, for the first us, time yeah. today yeah yeah i'd be like okay, okay what she do right <laughs> right 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 yeah mm-hmm. mine i'm gonna say it again is cherry pie i really like that i would love to see that live mm, that's a good one hang on to your i know you don't like it mariah but hang on to your love that just You know what, Camille? You gotta go. My body was yeah. moving. My body was moving. I was like, what is what is going on? What is taking over me here? That's cute. Yeah. Okay, so um now we ask, does it hold up? Does Miss Sade's uh debut album hold up? Do you want how about you go first, Camille? I, I wanna hear what you have to say. Yes. Um, it's definitely like with music, it's kind of hard, but like, sh- I'm sure it holds up for some people. Like I'm sure <laughs> some of their favorite songs are on Diamond Life. Um, for me personally, it doesn't have that like timeless quality that others, that some songs from that era that have like endured do. I think a lot of the songs are forgettable. Uh, Even the songs that did actually endure, I think, are forgettable. Yeah, they don't impact. Like say. they don't impact me the way that. Um, yeah, and it doesn't really like. I don't. Yeah, I I feel like there are other things who had a bigger impact, but also she was really successful. So maybe who's to say that what she did didn't you know start something? I mean, maybe it's but, because we're so steeped in. Because okay, I'm just gonna say I totally agree with you. Like yeah. I think I'm gonna say it doesn't hold up only no. because i it doesn't give me as timeless a quality as all of the accolades that it's received are saying it is but i also she feels like think, a moment exactly but i also think we're coming at it from an angle of hearing this uh, you know done over and over and over and over again and people right. failing to reach you know what Sade is and what she has been able to successfully do. We see them doing it yeah. so poorly. So maybe we're coming yeah. from it. We're coming at it from an angle that's a bit jaded. You know, we've seen the girls trying to do the vibe totally, and totally. fail and fail. Right. And honestly, I, even in my head still, I'm thinking of this as like a one woman thing. This band is really fucking good. No, totally. <laughs> and this, this the musicianship, the things that they are doing. Surely holds up fine, but some I just I I don't feel compelled to listen to a lot of these songs like again. Exactly, like there wasn't even one that I like downloaded. I have to say, like I was like, oh, this is cute, I like it, but I couldn't live without it. You know? Yeah, yeah. that's how I feel. Yeah, I think listening to it for the first time, 
I say it does, just because it's a vibe. The last song is a little e Also, Sally, now knowing that it's about the Salvation Army, you know, e But also, like, this was 1984. I think for an album that came know. out in 1984, there was not that many times that I turned my neck and I was like, what did they say? You know, like... That is just, true. That it is, is very true. nice. It's, yeah. So yeah, so I say okay. I hope Well, guys, that's it's it's cute. It's a cute album. And um, you know, if you haven't heard it and you're listening to this, you should definitely go and give it a listen for yourself, you know, to you know, uh, develop your own opinions about it. Um, but we want to say one more time, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Does It Hold Up? And um happy women's history month. Make sure you are celebrating the black women not just in your life but who are doing the work all around the world um because that really is what international women's history month is about so try and expand your reach and expand you know um your circle of like knowledge and things like that and celebrate some women who aren't as close to home and celebrate black women every day um and that's my piece so we'll see y'all next week bye bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Does It Hold Up, brought to you by Textured Air, a brand dedicated to celebrating Black girl culture, past, present, and future. If you like what you heard, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. It really does help. You can find us on social media at Textured Air. That's T-E-X-T-U-R-E-D. H-E-I-R on all platforms. And make sure you check out our other podcast, Where My Girl's At and The Blacklist and all of the other content we offer on our website, texturedair.com. Until next time.